Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, boys, here we go. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Good morning, everybody. We are so happy you are joining us this morning. We got a great show lined up for you. I don't know what it is yet, but it is right around the corner. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, we are unrehearsed, and we are Danny Bush over here to my left. I'm Tommy Sting, single straight white landowner from Douglas County. Okay. And I'm Tommy the True Neubauer. Uh, Christian Jaskulski is on the boards, and we have a special guest in the studio today, pro bass angler Ron Johnson, originally from Wisconsin, but now from Arizona. You can give us a call and ask Ron any questions you want from at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. And if you're afraid to talk on the phone, just email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, Ronald. Good morning, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, live you know, and in person this time. Yeah, in person and live. You're, you're going to be going out with uh, bass fishing on the Bay of Green Bay with Brent Hunley. Coming yes. on June 2nd, it is? June 2nd, yep. And they're drawing the winner today. Who's going to go along? Yeah, Brett yeah. should announce sometime today who the winner was for the contest. Yeah. Uh, as everybody knows, you had me online. Well, you had me on the air. What, what has it been, about two weeks ago? I was yeah. six, sitting in the middle of the lake on Lake Norman outside Charlotte. We talked about the contest, and we were raising money for epilepsy, and it it turned out to be a pretty good deal um, in support of that, and uh, Brett's going to be doing a drawing today, so we're really looking forward to taking a a winner out fishing with us in the Bay of Green Bay. So you were talking from Lake Norman, and I was just motoring in from all night fishing on the Bay of Green Bay at the same time. That That was the day I wasn't here. Yeah, Ron, Ron was on. Ron was bass fishing, and was I was that, coming in from my all-night walleye fishing. Was that in, uh, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, North Carolina. So Ron was in North Carolina on a lake. You were up in the Bay of Green Bay, and there I was standing out in the park, you know, Tom, parking lot selling smokes. Yeah, it's good, <laughs> good thing they got you here to hold things down. Hey, Ron, is it still? Can someone still? Enter online yet? Is it, it too late to enter that drawing? Yeah, it concluded at midnight. It so. concluded at yes, midnight. It's yeah. over. The, it's concluded. You yeah. can all, you can no always donate to people can always still donate if they wanted to support uh, the Hunley Hero Foundation though they could do that and uh, you know that's all. And then we'll have a drawing. The winner can fish off the pier in my backyard <laughs> on Smokey's Bait Shop, and I'll grill him a brat, and we'll catch some bluegills. Speaking of Tom, yeah, newsflash. 
Uh, last week, I took Drago from Chicago, and you were going to use those those special spinner baits. Yes, I we and we did catch a four pound bass on special <laughs> said special okay. spinner bait, nineteen yeah. inch bass. He was very just yeah. under four. He was very happy. Uh, we caught a couple small pike that were grabbing the suckers, um, but no muskies. Water's cold. Stuff has mm-hmm. been slow, but in the uh, Two days before that, I think I told you at last week's show that some guy came in from the fishing pier, that public pier that yeah, uh, my buddy right, Luther right, put out there, right, right. and it caught 20 crappies during the week. Well, right before I launched the boat Sunday, one of the locals in Pewaukee comes pulling in and says, Bushy, you going to get those crappies? And I said, no, I'm taking Drago muskie fishing. He goes, my neighbor got 50 yesterday. Good size. So then... I did he know what the limit was? <laughs> Limit's only twenty five. Well, maybe he had his maybe he had a buddy with I him. I think he said him and his wife. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he uh it was something to that effect. And I'm like, wow, so that's two crappie reports. Well then we go into the musky shop mm-hmm. and they tell us, hey man, they're catching limits of crappies out there. And Right by the little island, the scrub sure. island yep. in front of my place there yep. by the beach. Yep. There's boats anchored around there. I could see them. And one of them, one of the rental boats from the musky shop came in, a guy and his kid. And uh, I, I looked in the cooler. He had 41 nice-sized crappies. And they're wow. catching them simplest way possible, a foot and a half down, bobber and a minnow. I've never seen people getting crappies that's, like that's that out the there. That's the traditional way of doing it. Yeah. I know, but on Pewaukee, I've never seen them getting crappies. You're, like, I mean, there's always been crappies, yeah. but well, not, you're, Danny, they're getting nice crappies and catching a number of them. Danny and Ron, years ago, I mean, you could catch a hundred crappies, but they'd all be five inches. Hmm. I mean, they were. I mean, they were all little. You never caught a big one. Now they're grown up. Maybe, the, maybe they're growing up. Um, well, they do run in cycles, you know, and especially on Pewaukee Lake, you'll have. Years of abundance with bigger ones, well, but but for years there was just a lot of. But little years ones. ago, I was marking when I do my trolling on the west end of Pewaukee. I'd mark these schools of bait fish right tight to bottom. Mm-hmm. So one time, for the heck of it, I put on a mini mite or something and mm-hmm. threw it down there, and f- to find out what those schools were, mm-hmm. and they were dinky little crappies. Mm-hmm. That's what they were. Yeah, at yeah. that time. But uh, it, it's good to see now the pier by where I live by Beachside mm-hmm. now used to be Smokies now. Uh, I'm catching some nice gills on mini mites. I went Excellent. out there when it was like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm catching nice seven inches on the mini mites. Wow! One after Excellent. another. Excellent. So if I really was motivated, I yeah, they're just on that borderline where it'd be worthwhile if you got enough of to them fillet to yeah. fillet them. Yeah. 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 But you caught some with me last year yeah. when you came out there. Yeah, the pumpkin seeds. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they are. They're oh, the pumpkin seeds pumpkin right seeds. now. They're yeah. cruising around. But it's funny, um, Big O, you know Dave yeah. Olson was taking a picture of some high school girls' graduation picture on the pier out there. Yeah. So I thought, well, they don't need some sodbuster fishermen sitting behind them wrecking their <laughs> picture with the with the lake and the sun. So as soon as they left, I walked out and I looked down Tom and like coming out of the water like a shark submerging out of the ocean, here comes this huge muskie comes cruising right on the shore. Looked like it was about 46 inches and I'm like what the heck? Cruised right in front of me. Yeah. And then I went running to grab Dave real quick. Yeah. And by the time I got back there, the muskie was gone. Yeah. I should have just stayed there and watched. I don't know yeah. if it cruised under the pier. I don't know if it's hanging around there because those bluegills are there. Yeah. But yeah. it was almost as if to mock me because I took Drago out on Sunday, didn't see a muskie. 
And there's this beautiful one come swimming right by. It had a little wow. scar on the back by yeah. its tail, probably from the spawn. Yeah. Got a little bit beat up. Yeah. But uh, And then another guy came by casting right after that, one of Steve Milliot's old yeah. friends. And I told him about it. He goes, oh, I'm not here by for no reason. He says, I got a 45-incher here a couple of years back. Mm. So I should probably just cast off my pier. Well, talking to a guy who works with me, part well, he works full-time. I work part-time over there at Sherpers, but... He's big into bass fishing, right? And he's fishing the, you got the FLW, the Costa, and then what's the one below it? The BFL. Yeah, that's what he fishes as a uh, co-angler. Co-angler, so, yeah. yeah. He, he's getting into We don't that. use that word amateur. Right, right. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. But anyway, he, he's really getting into it, right? So he goes out to Pewaukee this, this last Monday. He's out at Pewaukee, and he's throwing a chatterbait. Two muskies, two two big, two nice muskies mm. on a bass sized chatterbait on, on a three eight ounce chatterbait in in shallow water. He says the water couldn't have been more than two or three feet deep. Well, the one that cruised by me was in yeah. two feet of water, <laughs> yeah, right in and, front of me. And I said, "Wow, you know." And it was on the east end. I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the we- east where on the east end he was, but yeah, shallow water on the east end. I mean, he caught some bass, well, but. Two big muskies. You know, you know where I didn't get to fish. We just didn't get around to it. Uh, I was going to go into the little bay by Smokey's Musky Shop because that little bay in the spring mm-hmm. can hold some bass mm-hmm. and some muskies. And uh, Troy Woodrow is in town, and his house is back in the corner back, his old house. So he's going off his neighbor's pier, and he used to soak suckers and always get muskies back there. He's borrowing a couple of rods from me. I guarantee he will get a muskie back in the corner there. In yeah. fact, a couple of years back during a muskie tournament, Troy and I had fished like all day. And uh, the rule on the tournament was no alcoholic beverages, right? Otherwise, you're disqualified. So it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We'd been pitching baits for like, I don't know, six hours. We were sick of it. We went back by his old house, and his neighbor Tom was there walking out on the pier. And we said, Tom... We're not going to catch anything in this goddamn tournament. Why don't you go in the house and grab us a couple beers? So he goes, okay. He turns around to walk walk in. I throw my bobby bait right next to where he was standing, twitch it once. Boom, a 37-inch muskie explodes from under his pier. Caught the 37-inch muskie and said, skip the beers, Tom. We're in the money here. We're going to register it. So they can be right back in there in in just a couple feet of water. Yeah, just a couple feet right now. It should be warmer there, too. I was talking to Ron earlier. I got he's got something to tell the people that I thought was truly interesting how just a couple of things can screw up your your fishing or your tournament experience. When you yeah. were fishing on on what lake was that again? Lake Norman. I was at Lake Norman in North Carolina. Right. Yeah. How how just a couple of minor things can screw up you know, take you from uh, cash and a nice check. Really, really got time to talk about all this right now? Well, Go what, ahead. Well, 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 what we're going to do is... Go to is, a break and come th- back? Yeah, this is because I know it's going to take you a, a so few minutes. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I got a question all? for you about Dan Bush when we get back oh, to Oh, no. A question about Danny? Yeah. I'll make up an answer. I'm going to put him on the spot and ask him. <laughs> I'll make up an answer. All right, we got all that and more to come here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with special guest pro bass angler Ron Johnson. So stay tuned, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Please call with a hunting or fishing report so we don't have Ron ask any questions about me or anything. I'm getting a little bit <laughs> little bit yeah. of nervousness and yeah, Ron trepidation jo- yeah. or whatever the word is. Pro bass angler Ron Johnson is live in the studio with us today, all the way from Arizona. What went wrong in Lake Norman? Yeah, what went wrong? A couple of things. A couple of things, yeah. Wasn't bear spray in the face or anything, was No, you know, one of the things about fishing, um, you know, on the professional level is you just don't have room for error. No different than, than I guess, a a NASCAR driver on Mm -hmm. the track. I mean, one simple error can wipe you out, change the whole outcome of, of, uh, of a finish, right? And, um, you know, people always talk to me about the pressures and so forth. Uh, you know, obviously, we've talked earlier about life on the road and what it really takes to do this for a living, which is, a, is obviously a lot rather than uh, it's just not all about the fishing. But anyway, when I talked to you, I was out in the middle of a practice for Lake Norman. You take a couple of days to learn a lake that you've never been on that's, you know, 30, 40,000 acres. And um, you got to break it down pretty quickly, you know, in order to have a shot at competing against, uh, you know, the best of the best. As I was telling you earlier, you know, I had, uh, you know, you have, you have a lot of the, the legends of fishing and all the all-stars from the FLW Tour and the Bassmaster Lead Series, which obviously are the, is the pinnacle of our sport, uh, competing in these opens. But you get about 100 of the local guides and tournament guys that live within in a region right. or an area of a lake. So yeah. they always have yeah. an upper hand. So you kind of come into it as a, you know, you, you can't think of it as a disadvantage because sometimes not knowing can be better. You know, I don't know hundreds of spots. I don't know what the fish do. But you go out in your gut instinct to uh, fish. Anyway, I spent three days down there practicing at Lake Norman. It's a spotted bass lake, but it does have a lot of largemouth in it. And um, in order to do well, you have to come in with at least one good largemouth a day. You know, I would gotta have a kicker, a kicker fish, and yep. a kicker fish is, you know, when you're fishing for all these, uh, for people who don't know what the kicker is in the tournaments, it's just you need one big anchored hold, fish. Hold, hold it, guys, you pro bass guys, yeah. is like. Is that like special pro bass lingo kicker for yeah. a big fish? That, yes. Yes, okay. it's a kicker. You've so, got, you've so, got, okay, I'm writing this down. You've got four two-pounders. you got four two-pounders, and you need, you need one five. So you don't one. say five. a big fish, it's a kicker, and you don't say amateur, you say co-angler. Co-angler, right. right. There's right. different right. co-angler. Right. Right. Oh, and here, Danny. He's, he's got his book. And, and you don't say backlash, you say professional, professional overrun. overrun. How do you spell professional? Is that what you <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. two? Okay. So, okay, please continue. <laughs> continue. So uh, anyway, I had a really good practice out there. You mm-hmm. know, um, in spot the lake, uh, Lake Norman. Um, you know, it, it used to be a really tough lake where sometimes eight, nine, ten pounds would win you tournaments. Mm-hmm. And about ten years ago, from what what we're being told is, game and fish stock the spotted bass in there. They don't grow as big, but they will in years come. They're starting mm-hmm. to find some good ones. So as you're talking about this kicker fish, you know, you're running into uh, everybody's going to have a limit of. You know, minimum length was 14 inches. So everybody's coming in with a five fish limit, you know, seven, eight pounds. So that kicker fish, that four or five pounder, is what separates you from the pack. So, um, you know, it, it's just a game of inches when you're out there and you're competing. So on day one, I went out, I had a really good day. Um, you know, we had 208 eight anglers, and I had only, I only had one opportunity at a kicker. I saw it, it was about a two and a half to three pounder. It was way up underneath a dock. One of the, one of the things you have to deal with is, you know, uh, unfortunately, is in order to have a chance at getting that fish, you got to skip way up underneath the docks. Right. But the downside is you have all those pylons and obstacles in your way, and now getting a fish out of those docks is the second part of the hurdle, right? Mm-hmm. So I did get him out from underneath the docks, but when I set the hook, he went around a pylon, shaking his head. He come up, jump, come off. That was my deal. But anyway, I was sitting in like 52nd place after day one out of 208. 
in literally two pounds is separating you from 50th to a top 10. I mean, right. that's how tight it is, right. Right? right? Actually, I think it was like a pound and a half. Okay. So I'm feeling need a pretty— a kicker. Yeah, I need a kicker. <laughs> and unfortunately, I wasn't getting a lot of kickers. So day two comes— and uh, I have a, I'm, I'm out there. It was a much tougher day. We had bluebird skies, no wind at all, and it was a Friday, so all the, the leisure boats are coming out. You know, you got these big rollers rolling mm-hmm. into the docks, and it is a dock lake. It's loaded with docks because that's the only visible structure out there is docks and shade, and uh, the fish are coming off the spawn, so you had to get way up underneath these docks in the shade where the fry would be congregating around the pylons. So about 9 o'clock in the morning, I stick one under up underneath the dock. It's about 3.5-pound largemouth. Kicker? Mouth. It's a kicker. It's okay. the one you want every day. Three and, and a half can be a kicker it, in one it, of these tournaments. Oh yeah, when the average fish is a pound and pound, gotcha. pound and a half yeah. or less. Okay. Right. You know you need that fish. So he comes out from underneath the dock, jumps. He's on coming in. I'm getting ready to boat flip him. He just shakes his head, comes off. Not even on the jump. So you lose that one, and and obviously your gut sinks because you remember uh, the first day it's, I only you only had one one kicker on and you lost it. So pretty much I, a kick in the nuts. Kick in the nuts. So I'm thinking I lost my opportunity. I end up fishing the rest, uh, fishing, keep fishing. I'm calling up by ounces. I get around noon. I end up sticking another one about three and a half pounds kicker? to four pounds. Another kicker, Dan. You see, he's catching along, Tom. Mm-hmm. He's catching on. What I was your say. co-angler doing at the time? Watching me lose these Watching. fish. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> so I get this second one way up underneath the dock. He's he's in some pylons. He comes out from the pylons, comes towards me, and goes underneath. Uh, somebody had a pipe running uh, to for water towards oh, the end of their dock. Yeah. He comes back underneath that. He's shaking his head underwater. Comes unbuttoned. Oh. Now I'm sick. I think I might have dropped an explicitive there at that point. Yeah, at least yeah. internally, I was pretty pretty bummed out. So I lost that fish. And now you're thinking, man, I had one shot at a kicker, Dan, and now I lost my second. Another kicker. kick in the nuts. <laughs> Another kicker. Yep. You got no nuts I'm sitting left to with kick. About, no. I'm sitting with about you know eight and a half to nine pounds in my in uh, in my total uh, aggregate there of my five fish. Which, aggregate. Let me write aggregate. that down. They, yep. You don't say total. You say aggregate. <laughs> aggregate. Is that one G or two? <laughs> Jesus Christ! A lot. You got to deal with this guy every week, hey? So I, we all have our crosses to bear. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the thing is, of course, whenever you're practicing, you don't lose these fish. They always come in when you're oh, not trying. You know, it's oh, yeah, just ours. the way it works. Yeah, sure. So I got about a half hour left to go. I end up getting another one on underneath this dilapidated dock. Right that down dead kicker. <laughs> it comes off. Dilapidated. I mean, oh, and, no. I'll, and I'll be honest. Well, all I was using was a wacky rig Cinco. Yeah. And uh, you know, usually with that exposed hook and a wacky rig, you, yeah, you don't, don't lose them. You don't lose many. You get a good right. one. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't set the hook any differently than I had. You know, in the three days of practice. And Were of you second-guessing yourself in. at this point? No, not at all. Okay. So I'm glad you're keeping confident. You, you always have to. You know, you can't get deflated. You shake one off, you shake the second off, but in the back of your mind, those those do. They eat at you. But then but then the worst thing came when you wanted to move to another spot. So okay, here's tell the, us that. Yeah, so, so, so as bad enough as this was, I'm, I'm sitting there going, man, I have nine pounds in there. I really could use it. Hey, I always got your health. Half hour to go in, I lose Life's one about good. two and a half pounds, yeah. right? So that's over. I'm coming down a road docks. It's it's about two oh. It's actually two oh nine because I look down on my electronics. Two oh nine. Here comes Roland Martin, uh, obviously the legend. Everybody knows of, of bass right. fishing. Coming down the same road docks towards me. There's about two three docks in between the two of us. I figured, you know what? I'll let Roland have these. I'm thinking in the back of my head, I got one more spot. It's it's two oh nine. We have to weigh in at two thirty. So I said to the, my co angler, I said, hey, let's go. Roland's coming. Let's go hit one more spot on the way halfway back. I have another little spot. Let's hit real quick, make a few casts. I said, um, we'll hit that on the way back to weigh in. So I'm strapping down my rods. I'm pulling up the trolling motor. He reaches in just ha- in my drawer, just happens to pull out his phone. He goes, uh, 
He goes, we got to get in. And I said, yeah, we're going to hit it. We're going to go in right after we hit one more spot. He goes, I'm showing 224. I said, what? He goes, yeah, my my phone says 224. My graphs were saying 209. Uh-oh. And I had a glitch somewhere within my time because I had set it according glitch. to official time in the mm-hmm. morning. That's like another so word for problem. I says, you got to be kidding me. And yeah. I sit down. I said, hang on. I mean, I'm doing 60, 70 miles an hour all the way back. And the guy was an older gentleman. He asked me to go a little nice, um, you know, in the morning because he got beat up on day one by his day one partner. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't worry. So in the morning, we came across some big so waves. you're beating that the crap on. out of him heading Both back. Both of us. I mean, that boat was out of the water more than it was in. I get in. I'm four minutes late. They hold up their fingers. And I know that's a bad deal. So they give you a pound deduction for every minute you're late. So And they round up. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately for me, uh, it got it got really bad. So, I, I ended up taking a penalty instead of weighing you know eight and a half nine pounds. The after all my penalties, I ended up weighing four pounds five ounces. So by not having a kicker and coming in late, you went from twelfth place down to like. Well, I wasn't in twelve. If I would have weighed in just if, what I had yeah. without the penalties, I would have finished forty eighth out of two hundred and eight. Right. Had I landed one of well, just one of those just three one of kickers. Those. I'd have been probably close to a top 12. Yep. And, and, and that's what I mean when it comes down to fishing. You have to fish clean. You can't have you know, malfunctions. You can't lose fish, all that stuff. we got to take a quick call. We have uh, one of the technicians from Smokey's hey. Musky Shop calling. Who do, Jim? Yeah, we got Jim uh, over in Pewaukee. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, good. doing good, man. What's up? Well, once again, uh, I want to say thank you to Smokey's Musky Shop for opening up their little patio area so that for the 11th straight year, Lighthouse Youth Center can throw its annual musky tournament out on beautiful Pewaukee Lake today. And, and that's this, starting this morning, huh? That's starting this morning. So, um, again, Smokey's have been so great to us for the last 11 years so that we can uh, come out and have some fun. And I can tell my wife I'm working today <laughs> as I'm casting baits with my daughter. And raising some money for uh, our inner city after school outreach program called Lighthouse Youth Center. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, are you going to be throwing big baits, Jim? I'm going to be going a little smaller today. Good. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard the show earlier, but uh, I did. A guy yeah, I know he was throwing a chatterbait, three eight ounce chatterbait, and he caught two big ones in shallow water. Danny had a big one swimming in front of his apartment there. You know, so they're 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 there to be had. You know, that's awesome. So go so. bass fishing. And you'll probably catch a muskie. <laughs> That's what we'll be doing today. So uh, anyone who's uh, looking for a little Saturday morning activity, we are still uh, we still have room for a couple boats yet if they want to do that. We have a, a raffle that anyone can participate in. And uh, we'll be outside Smokies today from 730 until 1230 fishing. So stop on down. All right. Well, thanks for holding on, Jim, and thanks hey, for that update. Hey, what's, uh, what's, the, what's the cost to enter the raffle? Uh, the, uh, the raffle uh, tickets are three tickets for five dollars, and then I believe I just walked away from the sign. I believe it's ten for uh, fifteen. And uh, let me get I my calculator say, here. Yeah, let me see if I ten for right. fifteen is the best back. deal, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the teach one math. Uh, good job. Uh, All right. My only other thing is I want to say thank you to Waterstone Bank. Waterstone Bank is supporting our outing this year, and I I thank them for being a community sponsor as well as. Uh, helping out Lighthouse and the kids in the in the city. Hey, good luck. I'll stop right. by and, and buy some tickets with Tom's money later today. <laughs> yeah. That is big money, okay? All right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, okay, hey, bye and, now. And, and Tom, as that gentleman was talking about big baits, right? So I, I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here looking at Dan, 
And one of the the questions I have for Dan. Oh, yeah, what's the uh, question? question? I'm asking what I got to find out what happened to Dan because I've known you now for over 25 years, and yeah. Dan is like a peat mania, big baits, big baits, musky, musky, musky. And over the last few years, I'm coming in. He's now smallmouth fish, and he's fishing for bluegill off a dock with mini mites. What is wrong with you? I've evolved. Yeah, I'm trying to he's find evolved. out. I'm going he's back evolved. to my childhood roots, you know. Like, it's kind of like you come into this world with someone wiping your butt, and you'll go out with someone wiping your butt. Well, you come into this world fishing bluegills, and you'll go out fishing bluegills. I'm not so wiping I'm... your butt next to our fishing That's what you're asking. Either, but I might borrow some we, of your baby we whites when, when we're camping. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm getting back to my roots. And actually, you know what, guys? Mm. I think, well, you guys know this. You guys are expert bass fishermen. I think that's why bass fishermen eventually that do become musky fishermen are such good musky fishermen. Because it's the more species of fish you fish for, the more techniques and the more open-minded you are. So I'm getting becoming a better musky fisherman by using mini mites for bluegills off the pier. It's only taken them sixty some years to figure this out, Tom. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, we got to go to a break. Coming up next after the break is the gut report, and then don't forget after the six forty-five break we have the Hornschwaggle that is brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. And by the way, Ron Johnson is sponsored by Baitmate, so he can answer all the questions if you have. He's got some new stuff to tell us Bait about. Ma- yeah, he's got new stuff on Baitmate to tell us. So stay tuned. We got a lot coming up, folks. Seven nine. 99-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, you know, folks, I've given you a lot of different cabbage recipes over the years on what to do with it and how to make it more edible. Some people don't care for it, but some people, I like it, you know, but I tried something new and you know, during the week, I'm always trying different things for you, you know, so that I can bring them on the show and the stuff I try that you don't hear of, that's because it ain't ain't any good. (laughs) At least to me, it's not, but this one actually worked. Make your cabbage the way it is, wilt it all down. But before you do that, fry up some pork sausage first, then wilt your cabbage and onions and stuff like that, you know, and then put the pork sausage in and diced, finely, or not finely chopped, but diced apples. Because apples and pork go together. Pork sausage is pork, and that goes together with apples. Cabbage, cabbage and apples go together. So why not the cabbage, the pork sausage, and the apples? Put it all together, and it is delicious. So anyway, there you go with your uh, gut report for this week. The discount liquor, I should say the gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Tom tested and Bushy approved. Let's hope so. (laughs) Now, Ron, I got to tell you, a friend of mine, the no-name bookie, you know, he he's into horse racing too, right? So during the last couple of years at the, for the Kentucky Derby, uh, the no-name bookie puts in a bet for me and Danny, a whole twelve bucks a piece. How's right? that probation working out for <laughs> the no-name? That's why he's the no-name bookie. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, 
Well, he's going to get that ankle bracelet. bracelets are kind of Yeah, he's going to get that ankle ankle <laughs> bracelet off every uh, pretty soon. Oh, here. my goodness. Here, wait a minute. And here. his sports betting is going to be legal anyway. Yeah, it, hopefully it. it will be. But yeah. uh, well, anyway, uh, me and Danny, Everything. last couple of years. Legal. <laughs> Everything's legal. Actually, this Marijuana. Is, this is the third. Betting, prostitute. Everything's yeah. going. It's all no holds yeah. barred. Third year now in a row, we've actually won a few dollars on the Kentucky Derby. You know, this year it was a 20 whole bucks a piece. So our bets went in yesterday for the Preakness, which is today at 530. Yeah, Making at it that. rain green Making over it here. rain green. <laughs> so we'll see what we win. But there, I, we gotta, we're got we calling the, the no-name bookie up right now. We're going to talk to the no-name bookie. You know do you, what, what do you know to ask for? <laughs> guy has no name. Well, that's what you say. Is this, no, <laughs> well, is, is this a horse uh, with uh, no what's name? What's his name is there? It, yeah. Isn't there a song about that? The horse with no name? Well, the bookie with see, no name. On the show, lot of desert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on, on the show, we call him the no name. You know, we can't we can't divulge his name. He, he might be. You know, have been on a is, mule is he, is in he the there? desert. <laughs> yeah, of course. On a mule. Yes, the no, no name. name. Is it yeah. isn't betting legal now? No, not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. Soon. Well, but anyway, good morning, no name. No name. As soon as they make hey, it legal, hey, we're all over it. Yeah. Pete Rose you is got back. you got Danny and you got yeah, Ron Johnson here. If Danny will stop talking. How you doing this morning? What's up? Hey, you get our bets in for us yesterday? I got them. When does that ankle bracelet come off? Hey, <laughs> I think, shouldn't you be talking to us with the voice Girl. distorter, like when they have those TV shows where is they watch this somebody guy anonymous? Is this some glass I right now? terrible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, this is his only one phone call per month behind the yeah. glass. He's been talking to you guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, let me ask you something about this Preakness race, no name. Yeah, what's up? Now, there's only eight horses in it, right? That's it. Now, is that good or bad for us betting public? That's bad. That's bad? What do you mean? Yeah. You got a one in eight chance. Yeah, but the thing yeah, is... There's is, no big odds. They don't have any big bombs in the race. Okay. So if we do win that exacta, we might win less than 20 bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless the two favorites hit. Yeah, if the two favorites come through, we're not going to win much at all. Tom was counting on putting his grandkids through college with those winnings. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you still bet on secretariat? Or? Now, you know, it's going to be good. I mean, uh, you know, they, the Supreme Court said that states can decide for themselves if they want to include sports betting, right? Right. Do you think the state will sell licenses for that? Like you can go to your local quick trip and put a fiver on the brewers or something? They're uh, they're going to probably have it licensed. Yeah, you're going to have to get licensed for yeah. it. Will you have to get licensed? You'll probably have to get a tax stamp. Yeah, but I mean, but guy, let's say guys in the bookmaking business would not you personally, of course. But, but guys, you guys, know. guys, you know, would would they have to get a license? Were they or would they still keep it under the table? Well, let's put it this way: if they legalize it, most books are going to go out of business, especially the overseas ones. Yeah, and the, and the ones in Milwaukee are going out of business, too. I mean, why would you bet with a book when you can go right down to Potawatomi or uh, I'll tell, Sitco Station? You I'll, know? I'll tell you why. Because if you go to Pato or the Sitco Station or wherever, you got to give them the money for the bet plus 10%, right, up front. Whereas with your book, with your bookie, you just call up and make a bet. You don't yeah. have to have the money up front. You're basically betting on credit. Plus, you get stuck behind an 80-year-old guy buying a pack of smokes and 18, yeah. pokes, you know, scratch-off yeah. tickets. And and the other thing, well, see, but that's why when they bet with guys, you know, that you know, 
not you, but guys you know, yeah. they're betting on credit. And if they don't pay, what do you do when those guys don't pay? Nothing anymore, man. You can't do anything. Wait, why not? I thought you used to get somebody to ask for Couldn't the you send money. Like, you send like, like Tom out? <laughs> you know, you know what? He's being he's being overly nice. See, he doesn't want to get in trouble. Okay, you don't do anything. Yeah, Remember right. The old days, Tom. Yeah, old days. Hey, yeah. let me ask you. So, are they going to like if you go to a Green Bay Packer game or a Brewers game or Bucks game? Are they going to be offering betting right at the stadium? No, you can't do that. No. Okay. Oh, are, are you at the airport again, just coming yeah. back from Atlantic City or someplace? There you go. Oh, that's I heard all those funny noises. All right. Well, listen, No Name, we're going to let you go, okay? Hey, Hang on. Before we let you go, No Wait Name, I've got somebody on the line for you. Name's Ted. Ted's got a question for you. Hey. Uh, hi, Ted. He's got a question Ted, for you. you're calling from the south side, correct? Go, I am. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ted. Hey, got a question for No Name Bookie. Uh, I have the daily double ticket. And the first race I won, do I have to take that ticket back in, or can I wait till the end of the today's race? Oh, you can wait. You got uh, ninety days to cash it. Okay, so I don't have to take that ticket in. No, you I, don't. Okay, so if the if the ticket wins today, then I'm obviously won. Yeah. Okay. You, you you got ninety days to cash a winning ticket, so there's no rush. Ah, beautiful. Thank you very much. Okay, right, Ted. No thanks. Good luck to you guys. Hey, yeah. no name. Get back on the road. Call that right. taxi, okay? We'll talk to you thanks, later. Thanks, no name. Yeah, we'll see you, Dan. All right, thanks. Bye now. Well, we got to go to a break. That was your no name bookie update. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he knows everything when, about. When all did we plan that stuff. part of the segment? <laughs> yeah. You know, we carefully we, plan our show. Yeah, well, we got when, a cooking. What segment, part of the meeting did we not talk about? I don't know. We go. What are we going to go to next? Oh, I tell oh, you, we got what, Hornswoggle next. Yeah, well, yeah, we got the Hornswoggle. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yep. Seven. Woo, get ready for it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Be a contestant for the Hornswoggle. What can they win, Tom? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you, it's brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Good job. They're going to win a really nice prize package. And all you got to do is Danny's going to make three statements, and you're going to say, well, that's a hornswoggle, Danny, meaning that he's kind of fibbing you. Or you say, that's no hornswoggle, which means he's telling the truth. So 799-1250, we'll be right back on 105.7 FM, The Fan. A good Polish okay. name like Kaskowski. Yes. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning, 799-1250. Give us a call if you got a fishing, hunting report, some tree removal you need from your driveway, marriage counseling questions. Give us a call. Uh, who do we got online for the uh, Hornschwaggle? Our lucky contestant is calling from the beautiful shores of beautiful shores of Oconomowoc. Well, yeah, there's, a there's a lot of lake. There's not a lot of lot. Of, there's a lot of nice lakes out there. Uh, Gene from Oconomowoc. Good morning, Gene. Morning, Gene. So you know how this works. Two out of three, and you two will be the lucky wiener. And uh, hey, real quick, we yeah. got Ron, the Baitmate Pro. Ron, can you tell us about the new product that Baitmate has as far as their scents? Absolutely. Hey, if nobody, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's called the new continuous spray by Baitmate. 
you know, I've been using the products for quite a few years now. You can find them in just most of any of your major retailers, and you'll find the dip jars and the, obviously the classic bass and the walleye and panfish and crappie and so forth in the pumps, right? Well, one of the things I had talked with them about and um, they obviously put together is uh, not an aerosol. It's a continuous spray, so it comes in a charged can. And what guys are going to love about this, if you haven't seen it, is it's actually uh, like a pump nozzle. But when you press down in the nozzle, it shoots a high-pressured, steady stream. And uh, the benefit to that is not only the distance you can you can squirt it, but the precision to hit in the bait. A lot of guys have used aerosols before. The biggest problem I used to run into using an aerosol, and the reason why I went to the Baitmate products years ago when I first came aboard with them, was because I didn't like the blowback. You get any bit of wind, uh, it not only did it blow back on you, but it caused a mess. And later on, I was always scrubbing the gunnel on my boat yep. once the dirt starts to stick to it. So these new high-pressurized uh, um, steady stream cans will spray it from any angle. You can even turn the can upside down, which is awesome. And uh, like I said, it's it's awesome. Here's the other thing about it. They finally have come out with crawfish. First time we've got crawfish. And uh, when you're talking smallmouth or you're throwing jigs, I mean, uh, you got to use that crawfish. Okay, so Gene, pick the crawfish if you're a smallmouth bass fisherman. Uh, Okay. So here we go. Um, So if if I'm pulling your leg, Hornswoggle, if I'm speaking truth, no Hornswoggle. So here we go. Um, Thomas Wacker invented the original Wacky Rig and used it to win the original Bassmaster Classic on Lawrence Lake, Alabama. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, good one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thomas Wacker. Okay. Uh, Muskies, the most violent freshwater barracuda fish there is. Muskies have been known to jump so high and so violently that they actually knock themselves out when they hit the water. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, good. (laughs) You're too. Well, you're a winner. Let's see if you would have got the last one. Smallmouth bass actually have bigger mouths than large mouths. <laughs> Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Oh, You're three for three, Gene. So here okay. we go. So uh, what flavor bait mate would you like? There's all kinds walleye. of... Walleye. You want the walleye. That, Ron, does that come in that continuous special spray too? It yet? does not. Right now it's the classic bass and the crawfish. Bass and crawfish. Okay, well, we'll have to wait for the... But you want the walleye, and as far as the Coleman, deet or deetless? Deet, 40%. 40% deet and walleye. Cool. I'll get this out to Molly, and uh, you should expect it in the mail. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey, I got a quick question for you, though. Yeah. Um, You're a walleye angler, I take it. So have you fished walleyes in Winnebago? Yes, I have. All right. Not this year yet, but I have. Not this year yet, but you have. Now, uh, does anybody know when walleye weekend is this year, the, the Merck Nationals? Do you know when they are? I do not. Okay, maybe one of our callers will call us. But thank you. I appreciate thank you. it. Have All right. Day. You yeah, too. Take care, Gene. Yeah, if any of our anglers know when the Merck Nationals are, the big big walleye tournament on Lake Winnebago, and it's a big walleye week, and it's, it's kind of like uh, the Greek fest on steroids, okay? Or or it's like the state fair. You know, they got rides, they got kids stuff, they, they got, got like food. They got rolls and stuff for everybody. They make a big event out of this. Yeah, big, huge event. Huge. And... I'm going to be going walleye fishing, and my son wants to go up to Winnebago Walleye and perch fishing in uh, in June, uh, first or second week of June, but that's right around when they hold that big thing. You know? Hey, you know what you so could do? So I don't want to go anywhere near that you know area. What you, you know what you could do, Tom? <laughs> they got that? a little thing called Google, and you could 
Really? Google that. Yes. Well, I thought it'd be easier if one of our, you know, listeners called and told me. You know, they're up on things. They know what's going on. They're up on. on it. You know, I was going to ask yeah. Gene. He lives in Oconomowoc. I was going to ask him if he walleye fishes on Oconomowoc Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever walleye oh, yeah. fished Oconomowoc? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My son and I, we, we've done pretty good out they there. They got some good-sized ones, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we haven't caught a monster out there, but I think the biggest one we got out there was like, well, we didn't get it. One of our, we had one of his friends along with us. He got like a 25 incher. But general, you know, they got the 18 inch size limit, and uh, you catch uh, a lot of fish under, you know, 18, but you can get some over 18. But you know what's really weird? This the, is, this, the night bite's really good out there, from what I hear, too, because it's well, such a clear wa- uh, body of water. They it say it is, really but, well at night, right? but you can catch them during the day. Oh, I mean, look, okay. all the wall- the pro walleye anglers catch them during the day. What True. the heck? Yeah, you that's know, because they got the tournaments. I'll tell you what, day. what's really drives you nuts as a bass angler. You'll be going along, and you'll be out on the outside deep weed line edge, very clear water, right? And you look down, and you'll see a school of walleyes. I mean, you can mm. see the whites of their tail, right, on the bottom of their tail. You'll see a school of them down there. But you ain't you ain't got nothing <laughs> to throw down at them. I, I've thrown – I mean, th- there were times I caught a couple on a little bit bigger mini-mite, the mini-mite 2, you know, yeah. where I caught a couple smaller walleyes, but – you know, is when you want a half a crawler or a leech or a minnow, something live, you drop down by them. You know, you don't have it. You know, when you're bass fishing, you, you just don't have it. You know. Well, and I've I, tried other things. I but. was. I haven't been on Oconomowoc for many years, but I was out there fall sucker fishing years ago mm-hmm. and lost a monster. Um, but I was out there fall sucker fishing, and the water's so clear. And you're right, Tom. I remember. I looked down, and I saw all these white tips of the yeah. tail. Yeah. On the, and, yeah. And, and there was like a dozen or so yeah. big school of wild they weren't real big maybe a foot to 15 they didn't look real big yeah you a school of walleyes yeah, you'll, you'll see a school of walleyes that are undersized then you'll see a school of nicer ones you know i mean and and you'll be i mean you look down and we're talking 12 15 feet down right you can see them you know it's like son of a gun but well speaking anyway. of speaking of walleyes i'm looking forward to getting up uh with Dan that next week, Dan now, and I are going to go do some adventures right, up in right. uh, Green Bay, Door County area, and I absolutely love that area. I'm going to do some smallmouth, but I already can see Dan's eyes. Uh, he, he's going to go to a walleye story, I can tell. Well, you know, Ron has lost two of his <laughs> biggest fish ever while fishing with me. There was years ago on Pewaukee Lake oh. when somebody I know had the net and got it stuck on the front trolling motor and missed it, and then Ron's big musky jumped and threw the bucktail mm-hmm. the orange windles God, but then but then last year we were fishing by sister islands and ron threw a jerk bait and he he lost a giant he hooked a giant walleye i thought it was a musky at first mm-hmm. i'm not kidding you i i thought it was yeah i in fact I threw up in about four feet you of know water. i didn't get as good a look i thought you had like a a little it was real why i thought you had a little sturgeon to be <laughs> honest with you i don't know why i saw a wide head on it yeah, I just had a bad, and then it was a giant walleye. Mm. I'm guessing the thing was thirty over thirty inches. I mean, it was huge, and it was ripping drag, just just running line, sounded like a salmon. And Ron went around to one side of the boat, then the other side of the boat. Then he put his power anchor, poles down, so his it power crash poles up down, the... and there he was, gone. Mm. And what happened when that when that walleye came off? I said, "Son of a gun!" It just came off, and then what happened? A smallmouth ate it. Remember? And I ended up flipping in a smallmouth. 
Really? Right after that? Don't you remember? The, the, it must have been falling around because the jerk bait, you could see it was clearly when the walleye came up to the top and like four feet of water started shaking. And that's when I realized it was a big walleye. Well, it was sideways in his mouth. And a small mouth a lot of times will follow that uh, fish around. And when it came out of its mouth, remember that two and, about a two and a half yeah, pound that, walleye? I guess, or yeah, I guess small I, mouth yeah. ate Why it. I was too heartbroken and oh, to, over your big walleye that you lost. So I didn't even mentally... Cognate, it didn't register. You was know, the like small mouth that you flipped giant, in. It was the day I lost the big muskie, and then a few casts later, I had one eat it at the boat, and I didn't even set yeah, the hook. Yeah, he in lost shock. the giant muskie years ago. Years ago, we got thirty seconds. Okay. <laughs> well, that, we'll just wait. Just teaching a sign language. <laughs> or are you? You got three fingers I, up or I, and a zero. Or am I signaling you gang signs? <laughs> oh, no. A thirty incher. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The, you know what I'm this. Not, you know you what go the, like this. Read between the lines. Yeah. Or how no. about you go like this? <laughs> yeah. If people could only see. You know what this is? You know what this is, guys? That's a whole bouquet of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. If, oh, if people could only see what goes on in this studio. More anyway. fish law stories when we yeah. come back. Yeah, folks. It's now time for the sports update with Christian Jaskulski. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.